It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 18th, 2018. My name is Phil Prosvenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about some guys that are going to be have a lot to prove this year, kind of be toward the end of the bench. We're going to talk about uh, Isaiah Briscoe, Jarrell Martin, uh, Troy Co- and then the two-way guys, Troy Copain and Emil Jefferson uh, as we continue our uh, our look at the players, our player outlook series here as we are now one week away from the beginning of training camp. Just one week. One more week of vacation, guys. All the players, you should be back in town by now, I hope. You don't have to be. But we are just one week away from the beginning of the end, from the beginning of training camp and the unofficial start of the NBA season. Magic will be playing games in no time flat. But before we dive into that, be sure to check out some of the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can, of course, uh, find all the NBA teams getting set for their regular seasons. You can find them all on the Podcast Network. Just search for iTunes and the team you're looking for. There's a number of NFL teams. If you're looking for that little bit of fantasy fantasy boost, you can check out our Fantasy Football Podcast, Locked On Fantasy Football Experts, and Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7. There's also Locked On Fantasy Basketball for the record. And then, of course, there's MLB teams and a growing number of college teams, including premiering this week, I'm told, Locked On Seminoles for you Florida State fans out there who like misery. Um, I'm sure the show is great. The team... Not so much, but uh, you can listen. You can get all your Seminoles info coming up on Locked On Seminoles. Just check check that out on iTunes when it debuts. But today we want to continue our player outlook series, and I want to talk about at least at least get to these two players who I think could figure into the rotation, could figure into some type of role with the Magic this season. It's not going to be easy, of course, uh, but but. I think that there is a real opportunity for these teams to, for these players to make an impact this season. And we're going to start with Jarrell Martin. The Orlando Magic kind of did the uh, three-card Monty uh, in the offseason, trading around players that, uh, trading around a couple players that had non-guaranteed contracts, helping some other teams save some money, um, and, and really just trying to get some assets in return, you know, just saying, hey, here's some extra money for your trouble, you know, to help us save some tax room. And that's why the Magic traded Rodney Purvis to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Dakari Johnson. But in that same vein, the Magic acquired someone who might actually be a little bit useful. When they traded Dakari Johnson a few days later to the Memphis Grizzlies for, Je- for uh, sorry, Jarrell Martin, the Grizzlies saved a lot of money. The Grizzlies uh, got, you know, saved some tax money there. The Magic, though, got an interesting player, a player who, for the first time in his career, got some playing time and took relative advantage of it. Martin only averaged seven points per game last year. Uh, He was still a sub-50% shooter. 
But for the first time in his career, he really had a defined role. He played the majority of games and started a good chunk of them, almost 30, a little bit more than 30 games last season. And so we got to finally see what this former high school all-star that went to Tennessee, you can check out Locked On Volunteers, by the way, uh, we finally got to see what he could do on the floor. And like it is for a lot of young guys who haven't played a lot, it was a bit of a mixed bag. Martin isn't, he's, he's a pretty athletic guy, but not an agile guy, I would say. Uh, I think that defensively he is probably a little bit stronger, but he's not versatile in the way that, say, Jonathan Isaac is, who is, but he's not versatile in that he's a 3-4. I, I really think he is very much fitted into the mold of a traditional power forward, which doesn't have as much use as it used to in the NBA. No one here is expecting Jarrell Martin to start at power forward, but I do think that it's very possible that he plays off the bench, that he is the backup power forward for this team. Um, you know, Because I just don't see Jonathan Isaac platooning those minutes uh, as much. I, I think the Magic want to see him play with Aaron Gordon a whole lot more. So Martin has a somewhat limited skill set, but I do think it's fair to note that he seems to be improving his jumper. I think when he gets his legs under him, he's a decent jump shooter and and, and can hit out to 20 feet. You know, maybe he's able to expand the three-point line. You give him a straight line drive to the basket, he's going to take it and get to the the rim and finish over you. He's he's had some impressive dunks in his career, especially against the Magic. Um, He's had some impressive plays in his career where he'll take the ball on an outlet pass from midcourt, drive all the way to the basket, and finish at the rim. This guy has that capability and that ability. The question with him, of course, is whether he can put it all together, whether he can do it consistently enough to warrant a consistent role. That was something that I think he struggled with in Memphis for the first two years of his career. He gets to it next, he gets it to it his third year, um, because of injuries, because of so many things happening, he gets that opportunity and he, you know, you, I don't know if you could say he took advantage of it because obviously Memphis traded him away in a salary dump, but he intrigued enough to at least make you wonder. And that's really the issue facing Jarrell Martin this year. As, you know, as a former first round pick, he is now in the contract year. The Magic will have the option to make him a restricted free agent this summer, and it's it's a risk that the Magic took with Jerry and Grant as well, a, a first-round pick who hasn't quite lived up to expectations, you know, sort of clearly has a spot in the league, but how much are you going to pay him is the real question, and what role are you going to play him in is also the real question. And for at least this season, the Magic are banking on, let's give the young guy a chance. Let's give him the opportunity that maybe he didn't get elsewhere. This is This is the scene that he needs to be in. And that's where the Magic stand with Jarrell Martin. There is something to like about him. You watch him and you do see the outlines of a a good, solid role player, especially coming off the bench. Give him a solid structure. Give him a, a, a place where he can play. And certainly he might be able to deliver. And I think there will be a quote-unquote Jarrell Martin game. There, there was one last year in Orlando, actually. He scored 16 points. We will see a Jarrell Martin game. I can almost guarantee that. But the question is not about what you can do in one game. It's always about consistency. Consistency, uh, I harp on this all the time. 
I don't care what you can give me one game. I care what you can give me every single night. What are you going to, what can I rely on you for every single night? And unfortunately for Martin's career, he has not delivered that consistency. It's hard to say what his NBA skill is. And so a big part of Martin getting this opportunity and again, proving that he belongs in the NBA, that he belongs in in a rotation, a big part of that is just being consistent showing a defined skill set. Orlando is willing to give him that opportunity, it looks like. I think that he will get the chance here in Orlando. The question for him is whether he takes advantage of it fully in a way that he didn't last year. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another guy searching for an opportunity is someone that the Magic brought in somewhat surprisingly in July. I think it was very unexpected uh, for the team to, to to sign someone before Summer League began, especially someone that Magic fans, to that point, had not really heard of. But Orlando signed Isaiah Briscoe out of their free agent minicamp before Summer League began. And unfortunately for Isaiah Briscoe, three games into Summer League, he got hurt. Didn't really get the chance to show all of what he could do. The Magic obviously saw enough, didn't need to see much more. And so it kind of left Magic fans wondering, who is Isaiah Briscoe? And can he be the answer at point guard? The name Isaiah Briscoe is likely familiar to you from the Kentucky Wildcats where he was a point guard uh, or a guard alongside Tyler Eulis uh, and then and then uh, in those stacked Kentucky teams. And then De'Aaron Fox on those stacked Kentucky teams. Isaiah Briscoe was never as good as those players. It's it's hard to be compared directly to two NBA quality point guards, and Tyler Ulysses is certainly near that level if he's not on that level. Briscoe showed great scoring and driving ability. That's that's his nature. He's a scorer, but he still needed to improve his shot. Still need to improve his defense. Still a lot for him to work on. He did get drafted. He camped with the Blazers last year and then didn't get signed. It was one of the last cuts from the Blazers. And so he ended up in Estonia playing in the Russian League. And the Russian League is, is a solid league. It's not a bad league. It's not the Spanish League, and he wasn't in Euro League either. But Isaiah Briscoe played well. Was an all-star there. Nearly the league MVP, if I'm not mistaken. Really looked like he improved his jumper, his three-point shot. And so when he came back over to the United States, got that free agent minicamp, he impressed from what from what they saw behind the scenes. What did he show during Summer League that impressed would be the question for Magic fans. Like so many other players on this team, Briscoe's versatility at 6'3 is something the Magic really like, obviously. It's, it's, it's been a theme throughout the offseason acquisitions that the Magic have made. And... Briscoe was very strong defensively. 
He was a very good defender in Summer League. A guy that caused a lot of problems, and along with Frazier and Awundu and Isaac and Bamba. It was, it was, that was a tough defensive team to crack, and, and Briscoe was a big part of it at the head of the snake. Briscoe also showed that his three-point shot has indeed improved, that he has become a little bit more consistent of a shooter, and that's going to keep him around. It's going to make him more valuable. But the other parts of his game Briscoe still needs to improve are his abilities as a point guard. He's probably not big enough or good enough shooter to be a shooting guard to play off the ball. And so Briscoe is someone who can get into the paint, get to the basket, but isn't always looking to pass. He, he's often driving to score, and I think that got him stuck a few times during Summer League, where that's where his offense really struggled. Not much of a playmaker is Isaiah Briscoe. And that's going to be something that he'll continue to have to improve. He's obviously still very young. But, you know, some, some pickup game highlights from him up in New York recently hit the web. Briscoe's shot looks a lot better. And that's going to get him playing time. And, you know, without seeing any camp, without seeing anything else, maybe Isaiah Briscoe fights, gets, some, gets a look at the starting, starting minutes. Maybe he's someone who could fight for starters minutes. With the Magic's point guard situation, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts a few games this season, but... Maybe that's a little bit more of a serious threat. The reality is, Isaiah Briscoe is a huge mystery. No one really knows just how good he is or just how competitive he can be at the NBA level. And that's a big question. Is just what translates from those Russian League games to the NBA? How much better is he than he was the last time we saw him in the United States in the NBA? And does it all translate into a role that is far greater than what we anticipate now? I honestly don't know the answer to that question. More than any other player on this roster, I have no sense... of what Isaiah Briscoe is going to bring this team. I have no sense of what his role is. I, I would, If I were betting, I would say he'll fight with Jerry and Grant for backup minutes. There'll be times when he gets it. There'll be times when he doesn't. But I can't say that with certainty because I haven't seen the kid play. I'm really excited to see him play. So it looks like he's really taken to heart the le- some lessons and improved his game to get to this point and to get this opportunity. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I want to close out today's show by talking about the Magic's two-way guys. Um, Orlando, I think, got some really strong two-way contract players. Honestly, probably got one of the strongest two-way contract players out there in Emile Jefferson. Let's talk about him first. Emile Jefferson last year led the G League in rebounding. Average a double-double, I think it was 12 and 
14 rebounds per game. In Summer League, he led Summer League in rebounding. Emil Jefferson, to me, is just a pure grinder. Like he did at Duke. You're not going to rely on on him to score. You're not going to feed him the ball in the post, although he does have a pretty rudimentary and, and, and basic post game. He's not someone you run your offense through. He wasn't a scorer at Duke. His job was to fill in the gaps from the players around him, whether it was Jason Tatum, whether it was Jaleel Okafor. His four-year career at Duke, he was the workhorse. And it didn't seem like he had much of an NBA future because his, his, his scoring averages, his numbers weren't great. But he went down to the Iowa Wolves last year in the G League and put in a really incredible season. Jefferson at six foot nine is a bit slight, but knows how to throw his weight around. What weight he has, what ability he has, he knows how to throw around. And he's a smart defensive player too. That helps him a lot on the glass, on both ends of the floor. And so... Really, the question to me after watching Emil Jefferson both through Summer League and in the G League last year and looking at, looking at his stats and watching tape is, why is he still on a two-way contract? Why did this guy not get the NBA deal? Some of it has to do with his lack of a jumper. It, it, it's still developing. I, I think it's better than people give it credit for. Uh, but he's not a three-point shooter. He's not a fantastic jumper. Again, his offensive game is very, very limited. But... You're talking about an end-of-the-bench guy. You're not talking about a guy who's going to start. So, how important is that really? Put him in for 10 minutes just to mix things up and, and, and play solid defense. Gobble, every, gobble up every rebound. That's more than enough. But, it's fair. And at six foot nine, his size and, and somewhat his lack of mobility certainly, certainly hurts him in the end, too. He is not someone that's going to be able to step out and guard the perimeter or guard force, uh, at least not super effectively. But he do, he does a lot of things really solid. I mean, he's a bit undersized to be a center, but again, he's probably the best player in G- Best, one of the best players in the G League last year. Probably one of the best two guys on a two-way contract. He's going to make the Lakeland Magic very, very good next year. Along with the rest of the Mag- Lakeland Magic's lineup. I-, I love the Lakeland Magic's lineup next year. If, you're, if, you, if you live in the Tampa-Lakeland area, go check out a Lakeland Magic game. They're going to be a lot of fun. Troy Copain, who I'll talk about here in a minute. Um, you know, Justin Jackson sounds like he's going to end up spending the year as a, as a domestic draft and stash. Emil Jefferson. Um, there's some really good players. Uh, Brian Angela wrote us. Um, you know, Gabe York. Some really good players coming to this G League team in, in, in Lakeland. But I, I have to ask this question too with Emil Jefferson. Why sign with the Magic? If your position in the NBA is at center, why do a two-way contract with a team that is loaded at center? Orlando's not playing Emil Jefferson over Nikola Vucevic, Mohamed Bamba, Ken Birch, and probably even Timofey Mozgov, at least not at this early stage of the season. I don't see it. But here he is. 
the Magic got a really talented player. Maybe that means they're ready to they're, they they got him to agree to come back next year if everyone's comfortable with things. That would help this team out a lot. Add some depth behind Mobamba. But Jefferson is a really really solid player. I love this pickup for for the Lakeland Magic especially. Just as much as I love the pickup of Troy Copain. Troy Copain was one of the best players on on the Lakeland Magic last year, trailing only uh, Jamel Artis in scoring for the team. Was their point guard and really helped Lakeland weather a lot of roster changes, whether it was Ken Birch going down, coming back up permanently with the Magic. Um, you know, just there were a lot of the Magic, you know, kind of sending their guys down. Troy Copain managed a lot and managed it well. He was a uh, not a supremely gifted scorer at Cincinnati, but a solid game manager. And he shows that in his point guard skills. Not going to rack up a lot of assists, but just going to manage the flow of the game really well. Pick his spots to attack and, and finish around the basket effectively. He needed to continue improving his three-point shot, which he slowly has done. He was a much better three-point shooter last year in Lakeland than he was with the Cincinnati Bearcats. And, of course, in summer league, he looked like a better three-point shooter too. Copain's also a really good defender, especially for a player of his size. He's a bit undersized to be a point guard, but he's well-built uh, and knows how to use his, use his weight pretty solidly. When the Magic signed Rodney Purvis to a 10-day contract last year, they said that they were looking for a point guard. And I thought that meant they were going to sign Troy Copain. So it's not surprising to me that the, that the Orlando Magic wanted to keep Troy Copain in their system because Troy Copain played really, really well. And I think this two-way contract is deserved. And with the Magic's point guard situation being as it is, very much up in the air, there's a little bit of opportunity for him to play. Obviously talking about end-of-the-bench guys here. But if Briscoe's as good as I think he can be, if Grant shows signs, Grant's certainly a solid player, there's not a lot of room for Copain to play and fit in. So, again, with these two G League guys, with these two two-way contracts, a point guard made sense. Now you have an emergency fourth point guard. That made sense. But the opportunities to play with the big club are going to be kind of few and far between. But, like I said, both these guys are clear G League all-stars. They're both clear two of the best players in the entire G League. And the Magic got them in uh, both in their, on their G League team to help the Lakeland Magic win, but got them on the two-way contracts to help the Orlando Magic play better. And I think that's a very, very good use of these two-way contracts. And of course, I think everyone's still trying to figure out exactly how to use them. But I'm very ha- excited about the potential of these two players especially. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on tw- you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Our Player Outlook series continues all the way into Monday Media Day. So get excited about that. We'll have complete coverage of Media Day on next week's episodes of Locked on Magic. First couple practices as well as training camp gets set to begin one week from today. Get excited. I know I am. 
But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.